On this episode of the Blue Jacketeer podcast, we'll be covering chapter 15 of the Corman Manual. Welcome to the Blue Jacketeer podcast, where we help you prepare for the Navy-wide advancement exam by covering study material created by highly qualified sailors. Learn more about what we have to offer at www.bluejacketeer.com. Welcome back to the bluejacketeer.com podcast for hospital corpsmen. I'm Taylor Larson, and I'll be walking you through this chapter of the Corman Manual. Here at Blue Jacketeer, we aim to bring you the tools you need to be successful on the Navy-wide advancement exam. On this episode, we will continue with the Hospital Corman Manual covering Chapter 15. Be sure to pay attention, because on the next episode, you'll be quizzed on what you learned today. Without further delay, let's get started. Sit back, relax, and listen up. This is Chapter 15 of the Hospital Corman Manual, Dental Examinations. You're probably fresh off studying the last chapter, Physical Examinations, so our manual gives us a natural segue right into Dental Examinations. This chapter is important for one big reason, being operational readiness. It's not a stretch to say that most of us will be operational in some capacity at one point. It's not a stretch to say that most of us will be operational in some capacity at one point or another in our careers in the greatest rating the Navy has to offer. This chapter, pieced together with our other dental-related chapters in this manual, will ensure that you have the base amount of knowledge to be able to identify, mostly treat, and document dental conditions. Every IDC has a dental kit and baby docs that they rely on, so it's not too extreme to believe this knowledge could come in use down the line. The first thing you should be familiar with as we go into this chapter is the pre-printed page on section 4 of the medical record. This is called the Forensic Examination section, and it'll be a continued talking point since it covers a dental examination, which is the title of the chapter. A lot of this chapter will reference the documentation on an exam here, and it's all visual, so I'm going to do my best. But if you feel like something I said was unclear or you'd like to see a real-world example, I'll be listing the page numbers where you can find them. First thing you'll do in a dental examination is greet the patient, get them seated, wash your hands, and scan over the Dental Health Questionnaire, NAVMED 6600-3. Just like with any other screening form, like the DD-2807 for example, you're specifically looking for yes answers, especially about present diseases, like hepatitis, HIV, or if they have any cold sores. If there's a yes on this sheet, make sure the dentist knows before they go putting their hands all up in their mouth. As for the actual exams, there are four types, so let's start in on those. A type 1 exam is the most extensive dental examination, so it's the most ideal. A type 2 exam is the comprehensive hard and soft tissue examination, and is what the annual examinations that we're all required to get should be. Don't get type 1 and type 2 confused for that reason. Type 1 is the most ideal, but type 2 should be the most common. The type 3 examination is vaguely labeled other examinations, which really helps me describe what it is to you. It's basically for consultation between staff or residents where there isn't a formal consultation. Think of this as a homey hookup between dentists. 
The last exam, the Type 4, is just a screening evaluation mainly used on recruits in boot camp. Now that we've covered the four types of exams, let's cover the four dental readiness classifications. Class 1 is reserved for patients who don't need any type of treatment or re-evaluation for the next 12 months. By the way, that 12-month criteria is going to come up a lot as we continue through these. Class 2 is for patients that after the exam, the dentist thinks there is some sort of condition that needs to be treated or followed up on, and it has the potential to become a dental emergency in the next 12 months. Typically, if you're a Class 2, you either need a fluoride treatment or a cleaning appointment. Class 3s are patients that the dentist thinks has a condition that is much more likely to become an emergency in the next 12 months. Class 4 just means you need an exam since your annual date has passed. Alright, so let's start getting into the nitty gritty of dental charting. Each surface of the tooth has a designation or abbreviation for charting, and it's just the first letter of whatever surface you're talking about. The surfaces that you might chart or have to recognize are facial, lingual, occlusal, mesial, distal, and incisal. Often you'll see these combined. MID, for instance, would mean the mesial, incisal, distal aspect of a tooth. If you're completely lost right now, make a mental note to listen to the oral anatomy podcast that we've published. There's a table of dental-related abbreviations and acronyms on page 15-TAC-7 that constitutes a large number of possible test questions. Like I've suggested before, print it out, memorize it in pieces, whatever works for you, to make sure you get the simple repetition knowledge locked in your brain for your test. So, let's come back to the forensic examination pre-printed page on part 4 of the record jacket that I referred to earlier. We're going to talk about the specific markings that you might see or even need to make on this form. For missing teeth, a simple X will be on the root or roots of teeth that aren't visible. You can see this on page 15, tack 9. A partially erupted tooth should have an arcing line through the long axis of the tooth, like from top to bottom. You can see this on page 15, tack 11. Also on that page is an example of amalgam restorations. The tooth will have an outline of the restoration blocked in solidly on its diagram. Non-metallic permanent restorations will just have an outline drawn on the tooth without it being blocked in. Gold restorations will also be outlined, but they'll have horizontal or diagonal lines drawn inside. Non-metallic permanent and gold restorations can be seen on page 15, tech 6. We've just got a few more of these to cover, and they can all be found on page 15, tech 20. Root canal fillings will have a line drawn in the area of the root where the canals would normally be located. Apicoectomies are harder to see since there will just be a small triangle on the top of the root of the tooth. An apicoectomy is when the apex of the tooth is surgically removed. Deciduous teeth are baby teeth, and sometimes they can hang out in the adult mouth without ever coming out. To chart this correctly, the alphabetical letter corresponding to the tooth should be circled. Supernumerary teeth is just a fancy way of saying extra teeth. To chart a supernumerary tooth, draw an outline where you believe the tooth to be and write an S on the tooth number line there. 
drifted teeth are charted with an arrow coming from the drifted tooth number, pointing to where the tooth has drifted. Again, all of these can be seen on page 15, tech 20. If you take a look at the diagram on page 15, tech 22, or you're familiar with the pre-printed sheet on part 4, you'll notice that there are a few fields or boxes that we're dealing with. Box 1 is for disease and abnormality charting. Things like caries, indications for extractions, mainly anything the dentist recommends for the patient is charted there in pencil. Box 2 is specifically for treatments that have been completed. Therein lies the difference between the two, and so box 2 is charted in pen. Box 3 is the medical alert box, and if there's a reason for an alert, like an allergy, the word alert is stamped in large red letters with an explanation. Box 4 is just the patient's info, like last name, who am I kidding, you all know what patient info is. The rest of this chapter covers the EZ603, which is just used for everything except emergencies. It even hilariously goes over what SOAP stands for, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. This concludes our lesson for chapter 15 of the Hospital Corman Manual. I hope that you are not only able to learn something, but also apply some of the information in this chapter to your daily duties. Remember, at Blue Jacketeer, we bring you the very best in advancement exam preparation. Don't forget to listen to the audio quiz for this lesson. Also, make sure to look for our next lesson, where we will be covering chapter 16 of the Hospital Corman Manual. As always, I'm Taylor Larson, reminding you to stay Navy and always keep working for that next rank. Thank you.